Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the Drop-In CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to mitigate crises and help teams get back on track. This podcast is about helping the C-suite leader to navigate challenges with confidence. For today's leader, I'm here to help you get back on track. Tomorrow's leader, let me partner with you to learn the secrets of the C-suite. Wherever you're at in your career, this is the podcast for you. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Cobiello, your host, and just excited that you have joined me for another episode. Week after week, I had the distinct pleasure of sharing insights, maybe inspiration, with those C-suite leaders of today and tomorrow, because I simply want to help you navigate your challenges and opportunities with confidence. Now, I get bored with my format. And starting now, we are at episode 398. It is the beginning of January 2024. It is time for a refresh because even the best content, if you get too used to it, it can get boring. And I want to make sure I continue to provide you value and make it exciting for everybody out there, especially with the YouTube channel. So I have to make sure I look good as well. But anyway, this year, this year is really a refresh focus back to the C-suite leaders of the people I really care about where I drop in and solve their critical issues or their crises. There are CEOs and presidents and founders and C-suite executives out there that navigate just fine most of the time. And then something changes. Something changes like the customer requirements, maybe loss of leadership, maybe, I don't know, to move to the next level. You simply don't have the capacity or capability to get there. And I can solve some of those problems, and if I can't solve them, people in my network can. And so my mentor, Dave Hossie, has shared some of these insights with me a number of times. He said, Deb, you need to share more case studies. Tell people what you have really done to be able to get them through whatever the crisis might be. And and working with my brand person, I realize I'm going to focus on that this year. So week after week, I am going to pull out my bag of tricks, my stories, because I know stories resonate with you, and share with you some of the things that I've experienced and some of the insights I gleaned so that either when we're done with this episode, you can implement some of these thoughts by yourself, maybe pass this along to somebody else who might find this of value, or maybe it's just the beginning of a conversation you and I have about solving or preventing. I much prefer preventing that next business issue. So, What I also want to say to everybody out there is that I may introduce a show with a particular topic and you might say, eh, that's not really of interest to me, especially on these solos. I want you to stick with me because while the story may start around a particular area of technical expertise or an industry that I was in or a particular crisis, don't check out. Stick around for the whole episode because I promise you there is always an insight that you can leverage to your specific situation. So, you ready? Let's give this a try. (laughs) So, I'm going to be talking a little bit about lean. Lean methodology is a way to get increased productivity in your workplace. And a lot of companies go on a lean journey. (laughs) I know I was once with a company, my last company, that I was already as the head of operational excellence to implement process improvements, reduce defects, cut down on rework using my expertise in Six Sigma methodology. And all of a sudden, they changed the leadership and said, er, 
We're going to put the brakes on that. We are not going to use Six Sigma. We are going to go on a lean journey. Oh no, for which I had only had minimal experience and I was panicking. So again, stick with me with the story here. I had to figure out how to implement a lean program that would generate over $5 million worth of savings so we could be a cash cow for other investments in the business. Oh my, what a challenge. And of course, I did it through educating myself, building an organization, and all of those other things. But I did tell you that I had to build up my expertise one step at a time. And I do remember I had to go out on the production floor to critique and provide insight around 5S. 5S is workplace organization. And honestly, I did not have the expertise. So I had to build a crutch. I built a binder with all different examples of what better looked like and what a 5S efficient workplace could look like. And I went out onto the floor and asked operators about their issues. We talked about possibilities and where was their waste. And one by one, I went through my catalog, my book about, well, step one, let's do this. Step two, let's do this. Could this be a way to improve your situation? And little by little, I educated myself in the methodology of lean. I hired people that were experts and I built trust with the people. And ultimately, yes, oh my, we did get cost savings. But here's the thing with lean. If you are in a lean journey because you are promised to get cost savings and operational efficiencies because you have promised a certain set of results, you are destined to have challenges and a non-sustainable program. You ready for me? Because this is what I've learned. And again, any leader can implement a lean program to get those operational efficiencies, save the money, high five, and get those rewards, get that bonus. But I'm telling you, there are some lean fundamentals that they don't always teach you. And I want to share these insights with you because these are the foundational things you need to do in addition to technically implementing a program, putting that entire engine together with all the resources, tools, education, white belts, yellow belts, green belts, whatever belt you have. Because if you do not have these insights, if you don't build these fundamentals, you are not going to have a lean organization that's going to achieve optimal productivity. So stick with me. I'm going to share with you some of the insights. I'm interrupting this episode to offer you an absolutely free opportunity to help you move your career forward in the next 12 months. If you're a mid-level leader who has a desire to accelerate your leadership impact but lacks a support system, let's jump on a call for 30 minutes and let me share with you the secrets of a C-suite. You already have what it takes as being that subject matter expert and leader of teams However, you've not yet developed those essential skills that enable you to be heard, seen, and respected as a strategic leader. Head over to my website, dropinceo.com, and click on my contact page and schedule a conversation with me. It may be the best 30-minute investment you make in your career, and aren't you worth it? For me, I also want to simply see you succeed. And now, back to the conversation. So... Coming back to the insights, you need to start here. You need to have the equivalent of a servant leadership culture. What you're doing here is you are here to serve the people to work in the most efficient manner because they are the closest to your customers. And if they're doing something they don't agree with or maybe adds some 
I don't know, complexity to what they're doing. Your customers are going to feel it in terms of defects, slow down productivity, or poor attitude or poor culture. What you need to do, and I'll tell you at my last company, what we did was we had to work with the people and have conversations about what were the challenges and start there. You meet them where their issues are and start implementing the tools and methodology that you need versus that top-down approach. of It's got to be an a la carte menu based on the immediate needs of the business, whether it is 5S that you have to implement, waste reduction, Kanban car, whatever it might be, you need to learn what the people need first for early adoption. And each operating center, each person, each team, each business unit is going to need a slightly different leader treatment. So you need to approach it from a servant leadership perspective on what does each individual area need at that time and at the particular rate. And it may mean as you move your initiatives forwards, different areas are going to use different methodology, but it's based on a servant leadership culture. Because any skepticism you might have, like here's the latest initiative, you are going to get better buy-in. So what do you need to do to build a servant leader culture? Now, the next thing is don't assume everybody understands it. You put them in training, and of course, they understand exactly what it means to have a lean culture, where is their race, et cetera. What I'm telling you is you might do that overview training and check the box to give people awareness, but there is only 20% of the people that could probably start putting anything into practice. Make it simple. Work with them. Is it cycle time reduction? Is it workplace efficiency? Is it visual management to know the status of what's going on in the area to eliminate waste and checking? Make sure that whatever you implement, you do it well. And you do it to the extent that the leader in the area can explain it to others and the others can repeat exactly the same process. What you need to do is go at a slow pace to get early adoption versus checking the box and going fast and tell leadership, we've got it, we've taught them, we've trained them, look at these projects because it's not going to stick. Don't assume everybody understands what we're trying to do. Do it slow, pick the places where you want to make the improvements, get people to adopt Get to a certain level of maturity. Again, you should be measuring your lean programs by level of maturity and adoption and understanding. You need to check the boxes on all of that before moving on. Now, number three, I'm going to go on to a third item here that is critical. Again, this has got nothing to do with all of the tools that you might pull out, but you need to have lean communications that have efficiency and kindness at the same time. Now, when I first did this, you have to have very crisp, very detailed, very specific information in the subject line, followed by what is the action and the due date that you need with additional detail in three to five sentences, and that's all you need. And it does get you quick communications, quick response time. A lot of people need to learn this. But at the same time, we need to do it with respect, some gratitude, some thanking people for the information they shared, and then what do you need next? When we can teach people lean communications, how to communicate in the most efficient way and with kindness, you are going to reduce a significant amount of waste in your organization when it comes to internal communications. 
Think about how many times emails go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and the time wasted. When if somebody could craft a single communication that explicitly says what is needed by what date and how they're going to help them, you will get responsiveness very quickly and probably 80% of the time you get what you need in that communication. Trust me, it works. Lean communication for efficiency and kindness is really critical to a lean organization. Now, next one, number four, really, really, really important. You need to have management structure one-on-ones, management reviews, periodic leadership performance reviews, because what you need to do is making sure that there's a forum to remove barriers and clarify any misunderstandings in what we're trying to do. Again, this is basic leadership 101, but this is part of building a lean culture. Again, I'm sharing this stuff with you because lean initiatives will fail if you don't have the basic leadership and management structured in place. Again, trust but verify you need places where the people trying to implement your lean initiatives have a forum to identify how are we doing, what is working well, what are the barriers, and your job is to remove them or work with them and collaborate with them on a solution. If those forums don't exist outside of email, again, we have to talk to people and really understand what is there. Have that form for barrier removal to ease the implementation and adoption of any lean initiative. Again, basic leadership, but we have to remind you, and I can, I can help you set this up and build that capability and competency in your organization. And finally, and finally, so often leadership forgets what it's like after all the effort and the adoption and the understanding of the education and the showcasing of what we're doing is not complete until you celebrate and showcase the achievements of the individuals and the teams. You need to have a form for which they can show people, have the customers come to the floor and show them what they've achieved and what's the impact. Your leadership team, a Gemba walk, go see it so that people can share what they learned and what they did and what the impact is and help that early adoption be anchored in what they're doing and reinforce it. Because anybody that just wants to check the box in this, get that cost savings without that personal connection to the people on the floor to showcase their value, your customers are going to feel the negative impact. I mean it. Because they're going to say, hey, I went for cost savings. I had a particular tack time. I had to reach an order to meet my results and my objectives. But unless you have a place for them to understand, to elevate their concerns, showcase what they've done well, again, lean programs will fail. And I don't want you to fail. So there is profound impact to achieving a lean organization and gleaning the positive operational efficiencies only when you build a solid, lean foundation. And I will repeat the steps because this is really, really important. And again, lean professionals will normally come in and teach you all the tactical and technical details of how to implement a program. But only a few, and I know only a few, teach you the lean fundamentals that are most critical. Again, remember, servant leadership. Don't assume people understand everything that you're trying to share with them. Make sure it is grounded, it is adopted, and it's repeatable and goes slow. Leverage lean communications for optimal efficiency and kindness. Assure 
You have a forum for removing any barriers, making sure nothing is misunderstood, and giving your people the, the, the ability to share what is working and what isn't working, and always, always connection with the humans, giving them the opportunity to share their challenges or showcase their achievements is critical to your leadership success when implementing a lean program. And so what I will tell you is that when I have left some organizations, I know regardless of what we did or what the cost savings were, people came to me and said that they really, really appreciate the way that I took the time to help them to truly understand a new set of skills to help them do their job so much better. So with that, you can build trust in an organization when building such initiatives. And I would love, love, love to be there for you and help implement this. So... That is the content I wanted to share with you, Week. I would love, love, love feedback if this resonated with you. Because again, while we may be talking about lean principles and some of my experience on turning around an organization for sustainable results, the principles here are transferable to anybody. So if there's somebody on your team that could leverage some of these insights, please pass it along. And I would also love if you maybe just need a partner to talk through your specific situation. I am here for you. I love conversation. I love listening. I love talking, but I love listening to be able to understand where I might be able to impart some insight or translate some of these insights for you into your specific situation. And so if you like this episode, tell others, share it with others. We would love that. If you're just listening to this particular podcast, come over to my YouTube channel because some people like seeing the video format. And uh, if you are here now seeing me on video, I am so, so grateful that you've joined me for another episode of the Drop-In CEO Podcast. Where week after week, I have the pleasure, the true pleasure of serving you and sharing you such value. So until we connect, and I will say it again, let's connect sometime. I would love to meet you. But until we do connect, I wish you well and continue success. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO podcast. I hope you are inspired by our conversation and can apply what you heard to your business or career goals. If you found this valuable, please share this show with at least one friend who will find it useful and inspiring. When you share this podcast, it allows me to continue to help C-suite leaders of today and tomorrow to navigate their challenges with confidence. To connect with me or learn more about the Drop-In CEO services, go to my website at dropinceo.com. And until we meet, I wish you well and much success.